Welcome to Life in the Now Radio. I'm L. Michelle. I am in this week for Nikki Collins, who is away this week uh, following the passing of her father. Her father recently passed services for him, remembering his life are this week. And so we want to make sure that we keep our friend, my friend, uh, in our prayers and send peace and love to our family. So if you see her on the network, if you're out on Facebook or on our page, please send some well wishes as she gets through uh, this time. Um, with that said, she wanted to make sure that we continue with the vision, with life in the now, and uh, sharing some amazing stories and testimonies about how God is working in the lives of his people. And I have three really awesome people here today. They are seeing God show up in amazing ways in the area of the arts, in the area of the arts, specifically plays and movies. And so I don't I don't want to say too much more because they have so much to say, so much, so much interesting information to give us today. So I'm going to let them kind of introduce themselves. We've been sitting here talking for a while and I'm just I'm so excited about how God is showing up for each and every one of them. So please. Go ahead. Let's start with my friend here on the end. Hi, my name is Miranda Cole, and I'm the new budding coming out playwright doing films and hopefully to you know, do movies one day. But I recently went to Atlanta and filmed a trailer for a play uh, that I want to do. And um, I'm just excited at what God is going to do and how he's going to do it. And just looking forward to all the amazing things that he have available for me through this. It, that's exciting. Let me just let y'all get your intros out. <laughs> well, my name is Markeisha Larie Gordon, and I am a actress, producer, director, coach, and I am the director of Me Against the World, which is written by Pastor Quincy D. Griffin Sr. And Me Against the World is the story of a woman who is convinced that her husband is unfaithful mm. and everything and everyone is against her. And as the plot intensifies, we really found out what force is really working against her. My. Yes, a suspenseful comedy. I mean, it's funny. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to yell at the characters. It's going to be all of the above. Mm. <laughs> we could just feel your passion through that. Let, let, let's. Uh, we have one more one more in the studio that we just we we can't we want to hear from you too well, please I, my friend i want a ticket i'm, I'm that's I'm what going. i'm saying good <laughs> gracious oh my name is chad lawson cooper a broadway-based producer out of new york city and we're in town because we have justice on trial the play um all the way from uh new york city coming wow. to FAMU mm -hmm. on april the 7th and uh, it's a play about two civil rights attorneys suing the U.S. Justice Department for reparations and damages done to black people. And we bring back time traveler witnesses like Harriet Tugman, Mecca Evers, and Emmett Till in full character. Not the good-looking Emmett Till that you see uh, on flyers, but the Emmett Till that was in the casket. He sits 
on the witness stand and he tells his story mm. in such a profound way. And then it goes into a mixed jury deliberation where we deal with the elephant that's in the room and that's racism. Mm. So it's a mixed cast. It's black and white. It features um, me um, as a character in the production. Not a big character in the production, but I am in it. Uh, Chad Lawson Cooper, lead singer of a song that's been out on the radio for some years. I don't look like what I've been through. Oh, wow. Also, my wife, Alicia Robinson Cooper, lead singer for John P. Key in the VIP Choir. He's my rock. Um, we both had the opportunity in 2006 to sing on the Oprah Winfrey show. Wow. A lot of amazing opportunities like that. And then you have Soul Tempo from the movie The Preacher's Wife. Yeah. So if you can Google them. Um, mm -hmm. They've done a lot, a lot of things. And you have um, um, several black and white off and on Broadway stars. And then we got some local talent that's joining us, too. Wow. So it's going to be a wonderful thing. And um, the jury deliberation is my favorite because... It's a, it's a history lesson, mm -hmm. it's entertainment, and it's just real. And what I like about it, 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 it gives us empowerment as a black people. Mm -hmm. um, and I, in my, my three words, it's inspirational, motivational, and um, educational all at the same time. Wow. Yep. And, and one thing that is, is just kind of like a common thread between the three of you, the productions you're working on uh, are relevant. I could, I could relate. I could see it. I could definitely see the woman who's like, oh, what is, what's next, basically? And you know, uh, you know, Chad, as far as what is going on in the country even now, where many minorities are as a people, especially African-Americans, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just art doesn't imitate life, it seems. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. The, the jury deliberation, as I said to me, is it's like the dessert. Um, you have this prejudiced white woman that sits on the jury and she's going back and forth wow. with the blacks on the jury and then you have some good white people on the jury too and when mm -hmm. they're good you know they're well mannered and, and they're much more um understanding uh, the white woman one of the scenes the black guys that's when they start deliberating he says well listen i think it's a no-brainer black people should get reparations we built this country hmm. for free and she says i'm doing her voice now mm -hmm. there's a lot of characters inside of i me. hear you so her voice says, well, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. How are you going to just, just want to just, just vote for reparations? Don't you know anything about deliberation? You don't even know if you were kin to them people. My people weren't even here until the late 1880s. Oh, and then, wait. And then he says, lady, please, we pick cotton. Did you pick cotton? No, well, no, my, my, my people pick cotton. That's my point exactly. If you pick cotton, then you should get some money. If you didn't pick nothing, you ain't getting nothing. He oh. said, lady, my back, is, my back is hurting now because I work hard. <laughs> she said, well, my back ain't hurting at all because I went to school like I supposed to. I got my degree. I'm a school teacher. He said, well, you could go to school in the 60s because it was easy for you to go to school. We couldn't just go into school like that. We had issues and stuff. She said, Negro, please, don't you give me that crap. I know about affirmative action. Oh. And so we give, you know, you, you get, you know, how the Trump supporters feel and how you know, every dynamic is represented on that jury. And right. so it really gets real. And when we did, we, we did venture out from New York a little bit and went to Baltimore. I had to get on the stage and tell them, don't y'all come on the stage and follow these people. They're just acting. Right. Because it seems so real. It's a whole, it's a courtroom setting. Yeah. I think you just took us all through a range of emotions. I'm so glad I'm saved. You know what I mean? I, I went through I a nothing. whole <laughs> range of emotions there. But what I, what I want to ask, I, I, and I want to pose this to the entire group. How did you get into this? Like, 
how did you begin to embrace this really as a ministry of sorts? I know everyone here, you're all believers and, you know, love God. So how did you get into seeing God express himself in this way through your life? Go ahead, Miranda. <laughs> Thank you, Elle. Well, uh, it started for me probably back in high school. I started writing poetry and short stories. And my English teacher, she said, you know what? You got something here. And, you know, sometimes we don't really think about it when someone tells us that when we're young because we just think, oh, I know how to write. Mm -hmm. But as I got older, I realized that it was a gift. Mm. And um, through trying to, I did small projects and church projects um, that were very successful. But as I was trying to transition to the bigger stage, you know, that's where I ran into all of the challenges. Mm. And at that time, I, I guess I just wasn't strong enough and ready. And I was just like, no, nah, uh -uh, I can't go through all this. Right. And, you know, I just kind of feel like um, we don't have the right to walk out on something that we didn't create ourselves. God did. He gave it to us. And, and I thank him for it now. I see it in a whole new light. I'm very appreciative of it. And um, I'm just praying that I get that opportunity to just really act on everything that I feel and everything that's in my head to bring it out on the stage and possibly even film. So I'm, I'm just excited at all of the possibilities I see and these wonderful, talented people I'm sitting here with. And I just thank God for it. And I mean, it is a huge undertaking, right? You guys, like when I go to a play and see it, I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, I mean, there's characters, there's costumes, there's, you know, there's everything. There's the lighting, then, you know, they got us here. And I just get overwhelmed and then just watch the play. Just say, you know, I don't know how. So how do you, uh, Miranda talked about uh, just the ability to push forward now and to break out in those the, that dream. Uh, you two, uh, this is not a first for you. And so something about you, you keep doing it. Talk to us about that. Go ahead, sis. I was trying to let you go first mm -hmm. so I could be after the thesis. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what for me, actually, I was a nursing major mm -hmm. um, in college, and I was a nursing major for three years. I've always wanted to get into this, mm -hmm. but insecurities held me back. Wow. So my third year of college, it, I, I failed microbiology, mm -hmm. and I was sitting in class during the summer, and I started daydreaming. I saw myself on stage. I was in a movie. I was doing so many different things in entertainment, and I was just falling more and more in love. I've always wanted to do it, mm -hmm. but the insecurity and people-pleasing stopped me. Ah. So after that moment in class, literally, I went outside, and I called my mom at the time, and I was like, I think I'm going to change my major. She was so supportive. I knew she wanted to say, please don't do it, baby. Please don't do right. it. But going from nursing to mm -hmm. theater was a jump. But it was my heart and my passion. Wow. So I, I changed my major against popular belief and advice. And that was the best decision that I have made for, for that decision in my life. And since then, the confirmations have been coming left and right. Wow. I graduated from FAMU in 2010. Mm -hmm. And 2011, started my production company, MLG Productions. And 2011 was the first play, This Time For Real. Oh, and wow. since then, um, supported by the my late pastor, Pastor Flanagan, Cyrus Flanagan, mm -hmm. and then also supported by Pastor Griffin, we've been doing plays each year, went to Los Angeles, 
Got my master's degree from the New York Come Film on. Academy. More information, success in L.A. with acting and bringing that here. Because most people here think that Tallahassee is, is not an entertainment city, mm-hmm. but it can be. Right. You don't have to leave to create an opportunity. Uh, you can make that opportunity here. It's in you. It's in you. The wow. blessing is in you, not in a place. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that beautiful testimony. And Chad, what about you? I mean, tell us. Let me pull out the offering pad. I'm, just- <laughs> I'm wondering. I'm looking for it. Cause that, I mean, wow, powerful. Uh, for me, you know, everybody's um, discourse is different. For me, growing up in Quincy, Miranda, and I grew up in the same city. Mm-hmm. And we didn't grow up in a big city like Sister. But we won't say where yeah. she's from. <laughs> she did grow up in a big city. What city was that again? Was- Markeisha? Stark, Florida is Stark, Florida, everybody. Ray Charles, girl. Right. So you can't use that excuse no more. They've eliminated that. So, so yes. So go ahead, Ken. Uh, for me, um, you know, my mother was quite a bit older than me, and um, I ended up dropping out of school mm. at the age of 16. I got a job at McDonald's mm-hmm. and then also started my own business, which was uh, – a wow. bug business and people from Quincy always remind me of that no matter what I'm, I can be on Broadway in the interview to my yeah oh you know you from Quincy yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. And, uh, Mr. Dr. Bugs mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was 16 years old when I did that and I never forget the year that um our, our class you know was graduating I was in Mac- McDonald's and I had this whole bucket of ice um, that I had gotten from the back, and I was mm-hmm. putting the ice in the bin, and I turned around, and the whole class was like <laughs> in line. And I was wow. like, "Oh my God!" I felt like this small, right? And uh, but I continued to work at McDonald's from 5 a.m. in the morning until noon, and, and did my business for two years. And um, after then, I happened to meet a gentleman by the name of Harold Richmond, and um, he offered me a job. At, um, at his office mm. um, due to some business he was handling with my mother. And he said to me, um, when he met me, he said something about you that I like. And um, he said, tell me about you. And I told him, you know, I had dropped out of school. He said, if you go back and get your GED, I'll hire you and I'll pay for you to go to school. Wow. And um, and so I did. I went and got my GED. And, um, and then he paid for me to, to commute to school in Springfield College. And that's where I graduated from. But I did go to FAMU for two years because mm. all of my friends went, to, you know, around here went to FAMU. So I wanted the FAMU experience, mm-hmm. which, which, um, you know, there's nothing like FAMU. Right, it's a black right. Say, say Hello, it. Rappers. There's nothing like FAMU. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> Amen. 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 And, and so, um, you know, um, just being in, in my mind, uh, my crazy mind has always been characters. And even as a child, I would entertain. Like, um, I won't say who our neighbors were, but, and I entertain people in New York all the time with these different accents and voices. Mm-hmm. As my mother used to sell Dixie cups or frozen cups. Oh, yeah. And this family that lived right down the street, uh, sometimes I would play with them, would let them in the house or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, the accents were just so funny. Uh, I'm telling my own you now. Mm-hmm. You made about shit or stay tell shit. Ah! And, and so. You know, those characters would all come. That's you know, good. Like, so one of my friends said, you're the only person I know that can ride in a four-person car 
and have 20 people inside. <laughs> I mean, because you took us there. You took us there. You've been taking us there this whole interview. So it's real. It's yeah, real. Yeah. yeah. And so it's about just displaying that. And, and I think from a, a director's standpoint, um, getting your cast to uh, convey what you're what you're thinking, what you're what you're feeling, what you want them to to um, display in that that, you know, that's a whole nother job in itself. But um, as far as for me, I, I love it. I love characterization. I love uh, putting a message out through um, through the arts, because people a lot of times people are not going to stay focused and listen to a message a preach right message. Mm-hmm. and i know it for me after 30 minutes now i'm tired and i'm ready to go home mm-hmm. we didn't we did, uh, unless you miles Monroe, and it's just right just so good it's like okay yes, you may. <laughs> but uh, yeah but you know we we gotta be creative in how we you know get these messages out and everything to me when it comes to the arts like that is some form of ministry whether you're ministering to a church or you're ministering to the kingdom ah yeah that's big. Yeah. Because the kingdom is way bigger, bigger than, than a building. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and the kingdom, you know, is what what's necessary and where we're where we're really needed. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's nothing uh, to say about the church because the church is is absolutely necessary. But what I admired in the three of you is your boldness in stepping out in kingdom assignments. So what would you know if we just take a few minutes now to maybe speak to that person who's been contemplating this or even a parent who, you know, now is trying to be supportive. I want to speak to them, have you speak to them from the aspect of that it'll be okay if it's in faith, right? Is it okay, y'all? I I mean, do y'all, can y'all speak to that? It may come with its challenges, but is it all right? I have to be completely honest. Okay. It's going to come with its challenges, but ultimately, would you rather do something for the rest of your life that you hate mm. and you still have to fight for it, you still have to work for it, you still have to grind for it, mm-hmm. but you don't love it Wow. versus doing something that you were created to do? Come on. And there is, there's a benefit and a blessing in store, not just for you, but for other people. Mm-hmm. And that was the decision that I had to make. I quit my job and moved to Los Angeles. Because it was an assignment for me, but mm-hmm. it took a jump. The first thing that everyone said before I left was, oh, it's so expensive. How are you going to live? How are you going to survive? That really has nothing to do with me. Wow. If, if I'm on an assignment and God told me to do something, he's going to make a way. He's going to make provision. So if it's a faith move, you're not going to see everything that logically makes sense. We don't lean on our own understanding. Right. So my advice, honestly, is to jump jump and the net will appear Gee. you keep trying to uh. rationalize oh i don't have the resources i don't have the support at this point honestly they're just excuses mm-hmm. to keep you in your comfort zone mm-hmm. jump jump it's not going to be easy but i i can guarantee you this he is not a man that he shall lie jesus and if you put your faith in him he will not let your faith be put to shame wow how do you want to spend your whole life in purpose or just wishing you could be you know what I mean? I want to be in purses, uh, purpose. Who else? Who else wants to uh, say? In purses, too. In purses. <laughs> so you saying that was the Holy Ghost? Yes. All right. I won't you cut that out, then. I won't cut that out. It. Okay. All right. Go ahead. No, I need to buy them. Let's take some tongues. Okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. So so what would you say, Miranda? Well, as 
a newbie on this scene, mm-hmm. you know, I can say that what my sister is saying is so true because for the longest, that was my thing. Well, I can't afford it or, well, I don't know this person. I don't know that person. And, you know, I did have a friend. He knew some people, but, you know, God just said, okay, it's time. I contacted him and he contacted who he knew and we made it happen. Mm-hmm. And I end up employing 14 people and I never would have thought in a million years that I would have did that the wow. way I did it. Wow. You know, I'm a teacher. So I thank God for, Come on. like she said, just taking that jump, just taking that step. And they're even motivating me even more mm-hmm. to just, you know, go head on and just do what I got to do. But right. it's, just, it's, it's so true that you just have to believe that God has given you this and that he will not let you fall. Wow. Wow. Man, you know, as my sister said, we we walk by faith and not by sight. That's right. And that's been my life for the last 15 years. You know, uh, starting out from Miami, Florida, with just being known in the church world in Miami, and then going to, you know, 150-some cities, and many people, you know, didn't know anything about us, and we would just go into these cities and, and, wow. and fill up these, you know, auditoriums. That was a time we wouldn't do a theater that that didn't seat more than 1,200 people. So um, I remember when we first started, we went to Birmingham, Alabama, after we packed out the Times Union Theater in Jacksonville. Jacksonville uh-huh. was our first city. And uh, when we got there, we were told that uh, people wait to the last minute and people not going to buy tickets. And um, Dr. Eva C. Wanton came to that show um in uh in jacksonville and it was a line wrapped around the building and yes. we had sold we sold out um two or three shows a couple of weeks in advance mm-hmm. and uh, we did that's before i had a recording or we you know we had traveled you know nobody knew us but but god was behind it wow. and then we went to um birmingham alabama and uh, we were excited about doing birmingham we put out a 500 hundred dollar package together on the gospel radio station ah and then next week we come back, turn on um, Tom Joyner, and I hear this commercial, Give Her What She Wants, starring Vivica Fox and Horace Kojo coming a week behind us. And I said, we, we are dead. Maybe we should cancel. And God said, nope, I sent you to the city, and it's room for everybody. Oh. And we outsold them by 1,000 tickets. And Jacarius Johnson, I told my staff, I said, Jacarius Johnson is going to call. He's going to want to know. He's going to say, who are you? I, I promise to God this happened. Wow. We had 2,700 people in one show. And he was at the Boutwell, which we getting ready to do the Boutwell. That seats 4,500. Mm-hmm. And he had 1,700 people. And um, and I asked people, I said to them after the show, well, what made you come to see our show rather than going to see um, Vivica Fox and Boris Kojo? And the answer just it gave me a whole new insight. And they said, well, we've seen them before. We want to see people we've never seen before. Oh, and that, my. And that changed my whole mindset. Oh, yeah. my. Yeah, yeah. And so, when, you know, we're changing mindsets. And and, and, and so I said, okay, right, let's just take this thing across the country. And we, we continued to, to do it until we, uh, you know, I couldn't, I just got tired of, of traveling. And my kids were growing older and I wanted to, uh, not miss um, some valuable years 
but um every city was a, it was by faith and so even coming back out on tour uh-huh after two years um you know i really in new york i mean we we always the lord's blessed us in new york we always Amen. pack out all the time in new Amen. york so i was like man do i really want to do this and so we went to macon and uh and we and we sold out uh, three power pack shows in macon georgia and the tallahassee was next and i kept pushing tallahassee back because i really didn't have time like to leave leave new york even to come to macon but mm-hmm. so that was kind of pushed back because i like to have a six weeks window to to um market and so had three weeks in macon and we were able to sell out three shows two weekends and then coming to tallahassee uh, you know, four weeks in Lee Hall seats twelve hundred people. Wow! I was like, well, okay. I know you know Tallahassee is not as much as a church city as you know Macon is. Macon got a thousand eleven hundred black churches. Mm. <laughs> it's crazy, and and most of a lot of them are big. So, mm-hmm. so I get to Tallahassee. How in the world are we going to do Tallahassee in at Lee Hall? And um and, and but God blessed. I mean, tremendously. We we're probably at a thousand seats right now, and wow. we haven't done one radio spot. And, and do y'all see? So, the common denominator is faith, and that's faith. and continuing faith. and continuing. Yeah. And so, just we have about uh, a minute or two left. Tell us how we can see the shows this weekend. Justice on Trial is um, going to be on this coming Sunday, um, the first Sunday at six p.m. and um, you can just go online to blackbroadway.info. And what was special about this show, um, we're honoring legends, um, one living legend, and then the legacies of a few that have gone on. Um, Dr. Frederick Humphreys is going to be in the house. He mm. confirmed. And then the legacies of Dr. Sybil Mobley, Dr. Eva Wanton, Dr. William P. Foster, and uh, the bishop, one and only the bishop, E.L. Shepherd their legacies along with several other leaders in the community so log on to the website or call us at 212-786-6460 and support justice on trial because sooner or later we all may have to face some justice issues right so. it affects us all absolutely i'll be there, <laughs> there yeah so me against the world stage play again this suspenseful mm-hmm. suspenseful comedy tickets are available on event bright.com and the show will premiere on friday april 5th at 7 30 p.m and that is our pre-show featuring the marching 100 oh. as well as carrie joseph so you do not want to miss this show at all again that's eventbrite.com and you may also call the box office at 850-296-7425 again 850-296-7425 we are so excited. And Miranda, we know we're going to see great things coming um, from you. As you said, you're the newbie. But uh, like Chad said, people are always looking to see what's coming next. Okay. We'll make sure we put all of the information on the Life in the Now page. And we thank all y'all so much for just being a part of the show and coming on. Thank you uh, to Nikki Collins. Again, we love you. We are praying for you. And to everybody out there, thank you for supporting Life in the Now Please consider being a sponsor or just giving into this powerful ministry that is blessing people week after week. Until next time, remember to live your life in the now. This edition of Life in the Now Radio is brought to you by... 
Higher Dimension Church Tallahassee, where the people are great. Join us at our new location, 2555 North Monroe Street, Suite 8, Tallahassee, Florida, 32303. Sunday services at noon, Wednesday night, interactive Bible study, 7 p.m. For more information, www.hdchurchtallahassee.org. That can make your next chapter your best chapter. Hallelujah. How can it be that you love the most unlovable part of me? Of me. How could you see your life was the only gift I left for me to be free? Super 